0: Now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 136 of the College Loop Podcast, and I believe one of the first live episodes of the College Loop Podcast. I believe so I guess people in the in the comments as we speak. Auburn Dad, War Eagle, War Eagle Riley, War Eagle James, and thus we got so far. But yeah. Uh, welcome back. Tar was supposed to be here, but he is stuck at the airport as he is headed up to New Jersey, and the Auburn Tigers are going to be getting ready very soon to travel up to Nashville for the second time this football season and take on the Maryland Terrapins. We'll have probably a more detailed uh, projection for this uh, game later on in the month when we get closer to the kickoff of this game. But, of course, if you are planning on having a – Thank you, Riley. It is a very nice hat. It's my favorite hat that I own, and I I made it famous before all the recruits started getting it, so remember that. I was the first one to wear this hat, and what's up, James, again, but yeah, looking at this game, uh, December 30th at 1 o'clock p.m. on ABC, the Auburn Tigers will take on the 6-6 and 6 Auburn Tigers will take on the 7-5 and 5 Maryland Terrapins, so Peyton Thorne versus Talia Tungvaloa in a game currently Auburn is predicted to win via espn FPI. I am hoping that I'll be able to make it to this game. Uh, I'm still working out some things to get ready. I got to start looking at hotels very soon. Uh, but tickets are reasonably priced, and I <laughs> this is gonna be an Auburn home game. I don't I don't know how well Maryland fans travel, but justifiably basing my prediction off of how Auburn traveled to the Vanderbilt game, I find it very easy to assume that this is gonna be an Auburn home game. Uh, but yeah, Auburn is bowl bound to a game that they've played in before. And AJ bringing up, I was just give my next point, ban the CFP committee. Yeah. Uh, you know, 2013, 2014, uh, I really hated Florida State for the uh, BCS championship that we lost. Uh, I hated him ever since, but then kind of turned it around. Kind of, I really like watching Florida State, I like Mike Norvell. Man, it. It is just wild that they just got absolutely shafted out of the CFP uh, undefeated power five champion. Just absolutely got the boot over at a Bama team who did not deserve it whatsoever. Uh, Music city bowl is actually a really good bowl. considering we actually end up in B after a season like this. I, we got lucky. We didn't go to the Birmingham bowl. I think because that would have, because there were so few teams that were bowl eligible that we didn't actually, we actually got a better bowl bid than what we probably deserved. Uh, I was going to go to either one of these two. These are my, these are my, t- those are my two choices. Uh, if I was going to go to an Auburn bowl game, it was it going to be the Birmingham bowl or the Music City bowl? Uh, B-Ham because it's close. Music City because I want to go to Nashville because I've yet to have been into Nashville in my entire life. I've seen it from afar, uh, but that's about it. Uh, Rather, M game is like two hours from me in Chattanooga. Hopefully, I can go. Yeah, right now I'm looking at it. Uh, so. Currently, based on ESPN, uh, tickets as low as $39. Uh, so we've we'll also got to justify for holiday season in Nashville. I don't know. Do they do anything special for for uh, New Year's Eve? Like, do they drop like, a guitar or something Like as, as, the, as the clock strikes midnight? Uh, but that's not the only big news that has happened since our last time we were on the show just to move from the Birmingham Bowl to the recruiting world. And let's see, AJ got a comment. I know not Auburn might need to be an outside the loop segment. I think this signs the death penalty of the ACC because even going undefeated and winning the conference isn't enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I'll, I'll talk about this more after I get done with all the news tidbits, uh, just because starting off with the Auburn sports, and then I'll get into why Alabama just absolutely is beloved by ESPN and the CFP committee because that was absolutely ridiculous. But since we last were here, we have one of the best news tidbits that we were not able to do because of our schedule. But Auburn landed the commitment of five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman on December 1st. That's Friday. The six foot three, 185, 180-pound wide receiver out of central Phoenix City, a high school that Auburn has just struggled to recruit from. Uh, for as long as time can remember, uh, number three wide receiver in the class, number one player in the state of Alabama, and the number seven national nationally ranked player in the country, and he joined such players such as Perry Thompson, Jamonta Waller, Demarcus Riddick, Walker White, Joseph Phillips, DeAndre Carter, Bryce Kane, Am, um, Amon Lane Ganus, Gaines, uh, i got probably. Pronounce that last name wrong The vanity last name uh Jalen crawford martavius collins malcolm simmons malik blockton kinsley faustin tj lindsey Dimitri nicholas caleb harris laquan robinson d'angelo barber and with that auburn is now at the number 11 class in the class of 2024 probably just a couple of pieces away from a top 10 class uh, I, I believe uh don't know how much more uh how, i mean even then Auburn probably just needs a couple more like three-star players. And I did see earlier that there was a crystal ball for a three-star offensive lineman. And I'm trying to remember what his name was. It was like some kind of, it was a weird name that I was struggling to try to guess what it was, but I'll try to pull it up as I'm, as I'm yammering along about how awesome of a grab Cam Coleman is. I mean, you have Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson right there who are going to be immediate impact players for your team. I think I, I believe it'd be, very difficult for me to believe that Auburn will not start Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman next year, and they're going to be awesome pieces for whatever quarterback Auburn starts next year, whether it be, you know, why not uh, Peyton Thorne or Grayson McCall or Cam Ward or another one of those transfer quarterbacks that Auburn is trying to go after. Scott, Coach E. about to go after, have his 5-5. Five, five. I will say Ryan Williams, Class 2025, five-star, currently committed to Alabama, uh, he said he has some like big news coming. I, I think he put it up yesterday. He had like a timer on Instagram. Uh you know, he freeze already got Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, uh Cam Coleman, and Perry Thompson. Why not Ryan Williams? That that'd be it'd be ridiculous. Uh, not not ridiculous, like in a good way that Hugh Freeze is currently just turned it around that quickly and immediately started t- taking players from the best of the best. I mean, looking at it, Cam Coleman flipped from AM. Uh, Perry Thompson flipped from Bama. Jamanta Waller flipped from Florida. DeMarcus Riddick from Georgia. Uh, and I'm trying to remember, there was like another one that I'm forgetting about. Jalen Crawford, I believe, was from flipped him from LSU. But I don't know if that was a flip. I think we just out recruited LSU. Uh, but we ain't finished yet. As uh, reclassification, is that what people were assuming? Is it going to? Are people thinking it's going to be a he reclassifies? Huh? How have I missed that? Uh, but the player who is currently being crystal ball to Auburn as of an hour ago. Good lord, I don't know if I favor Edwin, uh, three-star offensive tackle who is six foot six, three hundred pounds, class twenty twenty-four, and both uh, got one for Steve Wiltfong and uh, Keith Niebuhr from On Three. You're both predicting him, and of course we've had a couple along those as well, but. Hard to, hard to make news tidbits out of crystal balls because they've not really came here yet. But I've not heard word of of that. Where are Hugh Freeze haters from? Yeah. I, the, the Hugh Freeze haters have been a little quiet ever since, you know, got the recruits coming in. Uh, but I'm kind of surprised I've missed that. I'm usually real big about getting all those. Uh, Ryan Williams, if he were classified, that'd be absolutely ridiculous. Auburn would have their entire new starting wide receiver core within one, uh, one recruiting cycle. But I, I'd be... I need to look into that. That may be something we talk about on the next episode, just so I can get more information on that from people who are more knowledgeable of me on some things. Uh, But yeah, that's, that'd be awesome. And if Ryan Williams did reclassify uh, that would just add another five star to the class of 2024 and Auburn might skyrocket to well past top 10. Uh, Maybe Skyrocket, maybe be top 10, move up one spot at least. Uh, but, yeah, that'd be huge. Uh, just one more piece to get from that wide receiver class. For, uh, and I think Auburn probably needs probably another offensive lineman, which you can get that with the guys getting crystal balled. But other than that, I think you they, they've hit up every single one of the positions of needs, quarterbacks. You have edge rushers, safeties, wide receivers, which are huge. Uh, I think you just need a couple more O-linemen and maybe – an. Just one more, two more D linemen. I think your class is pretty much rounded out. And I mean, it wouldn't hurt if Ryan Williams wasn't five to the class of twenty-four and then flipped to Auburn. Uh, but yeah, that that would be awesome. But now Auburn coming in with not one but two wide receivers who are six foot three, and Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman, who are going to be absolutely awesome. And I don't want to jinx anything, but I just it, it's hard for me to believe that these two cannot be. Really good whenever they get on the planes. Uh, and I mean, nothing's finalized until I sign on Like sign that dotted line. Uh, but as as loyal as uh, as Perry Thompson has been, and as loyal as Cam Coleman uh, was towards Auburn before he committed to committed to Texas A&M, I believe those two are going to stick around. And I mean, you can only hope you get four years out of them. But those those two are just going to be too good. Uh, I think for Auburn to keep them for for four years, because those two are just going to be legit. Uh, and I think Monday, the Tuesday episode, we'll probably have more of uh, going through the entire list, seeing who is going to be starting, uh, who is most likely to start out of, the recruiting, out of these recruits coming in thus far. And I see Fab Five are most starting offense, in my opinion. I mean, you're not wrong. I think the only one that I can look at and say might not start might be – Might be Malcolm Simmons just because I think he needs a little time to develop. I don't think – he's definitely not going to get the – he's not going to start over Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman. But I think Malcolm Simmons, I think he's a great wide receiver. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver. I probably just need a little bit of time with him and get him sorted out, and then he'll be ready to go. Uh, But, I mean, he's just – he's right up there with all four of those – all four of those kids could start right away on this team. Uh, And that's just me kind of giving a prediction for for who wouldn't uh, start. But – it's absolutely ridiculous. To Auburn. best wide receiver class recruiting side, right, recruiting class of all time in Auburn history. I don't think there's one that ever beat will beat this or uh, will ever come close to this. But Hugh Freeze just getting started. But yeah, one more O lineman, couple more D linemen, and you know what? Why not? Why, why not a Ryan Williams too? Uh, and that would ju- that would just make this class just even better. Uh, let's see other other news that's happened this week, and then I'll probably. And after the basketball and volleyball segments, we'll probably get more into me ranting about why the CFP is doing what it does. But uh, another uh, Auburn player who is announced, or not another one, but an, uh, we talked about him earlier in the week and he didn't officially name it. It was just kind of a rumor. But Amari Kelly has officially entered or officially will put himself into the transfer portal, which opens up tomorrow. So, ready to open the floodgates of the transfer portal tomorrow. As Auburn looks for a quarterback and maybe a wide receiver or two, as Amari Kelly has announced his intentions to you know, chat the portal. Coming in from last year, he wasn't a guy. I don't think he was wasn't really that like big part of the scheme. Uh had five catches the entire uh, his entire career at Auburn. Uh 45 yards this year, hit 36 or 50 56 last year for a total of 101 yards. Didn't rack up a touchdown. He had that one really big. Uh, 45 yard catch. I think uh, I've heard against. Uh, but talented wide receiver, wishing the best. Uh, but this is not going to be the first or the last uh, Auburn Tiger who enters the portal. Sorry, I'm going to need to get the, the CSPN off of my screen because it's just reloading everything. But yeah, uh, Marty Kelly to the portal. Not that huge of a loss considering who Auburn is bringing in in the transport or in the recruiting cycle. And hopefully whoever Hugh Freeze plans to bring in through the transfer portal as long uh with alongside his quarterback. Uh I don't know who else will transfer out. I don't think anybody, I, I don't know if anybody on the room might transfer out. I think Javarius Johnson will stay if he if he has the novel, I think he's enough eligibility. Jay Fair needs to stay. I think Shane Hooks is gone. Uh not because of the transfer portal, but because I think that was his last year of eligibility. Uh, Camden Brown is, I, is an, I don't know. Uh, he could be someone who enters the portal. I'm trying to run through all the wide receivers. Uh, Jair Shorter's gone from uh, just cause he's out of eligibility. And I believe that's it. Rivaldo Fairweather's going to stay. Luke deals is going to stay another year. Uh, you're not really losing a lot of players out of this portal like you did last year, or the year before. Uh, I think Hugh Freeze is going to try to keep and retain all of his players he thinks are going to be successful, and and the future to come for Auburn football. Uh, but Amari Kelly wasn't surprised by it whatsoever. Uh, wishing the best in his career. Still expecting to hear about two quarterbacks that might be transferring. Uh, I think I think Robbie Ashford's gone, and I I think Holden Garner might be gone as well. Uh, but that might well. Robbie can't even transfer out until he graduates in the spring. So, he'll be along competing uh, until then, but wish him the best when if he if he leaves. Uh but I would still love it if he if he stayed. Uh Holden Garner, I think he's going to be talented elsewhere. Uh, I just I just don't know. Yeah, if Holden Garner is a part of part of the scheme for Hugh Freeze and Co in the future. And I'll be ex- excited to see if uh Hugh Freeze keeps along the coordinators. Uh see if he Keeps on Phil Montgomery. I'd be very shocked if he does. And Ron Roberts as well, uh, trying to keep them along that. But before we get to football or get, get to basketball, uh, trying to run through this so we can get to the ranting about CFP, because I know how much I have just been livid about that all day. Auburn basketball took on the Appalachian State Mountaineers today uh, as, as this is live. Uh, lost to them 69 to 64 in a game that was just an abysmal watch for this offense, who shot 11% from the three point line, three for 27. And I mean, the entire starting lineup did not make a single three. Aiden Holloway shot 0 for 6. Uh, Jenna Broom 0 for 3. Denver Jones 0 for 3. And then you had Chad Baker Mazzara go 1 for 5. Trey Donaldson go 2 for 5. Katie Johnson 0 for 3 and I think the last one that's up there is Jay Will who just shot who just shot one and missed it and Leo Berman as well. Uh it's a game that I'm hesitant to get really upset about cuz early on I'm not I'm I'm not okay with losses. I hate losing. Early on in the basketball season, I'm okay with some losses like this that kind of just make you want to pull your hair out because it's easy to turn mistakes around early on in the season than it is to turn them around later on in the season and Aiden hall was just in a shooting slump that that's just what's going to happen with a freshman Uh, we've seen this with every single freshman point guard that's come through auburn they just have games or stretches where they just have terrible shot, shot selection just trying to make things happen when they shouldn't it happens all the time he still put up eight points uh had three fouls two assists as well exactly AJ this team is going to live and die by the threes highs will be highs lows will be low that's i'm not comparing this to a 2019 team but that's basically how that team was they had games where they were going to be really really good from the three and they were going to make all these shots and they were going to put up 90 points or they had games where they were going to go 3 for 27 and lose a tough hard fought game but this team is better inside the inside the paint than that team was i believe but here's a kicker if this team just made A little like 60 or 70% of their free throws, they win this game. They went nine for 19 from the free throw line. And that is just absolutely abysmal. And you had Janai Broom, who were one of seven from the free throw line. Uh and that's pretty much where that is. And Janie Johnson missed both of his as well. That's that's eight missed free throws right there in a game. Auburn lost by five. So if if Janai Broom just made a, a four out of like five out of seven of his. That's a tied ball game right there. It's just something that Auburn's got to work on. You just got to go back to practice. Got to get. I, I need Janai Broom to sit there and practice for an hour before and an hour after and has to keep doing, has to like shoot free throws until he makes like five in a row. He needs to find a rhythm. He needs to find like a pattern to do. You know, he, he's like, he, like, blow on his hands, dribble the basketball four times, and then see if that works. They just got to do something that makes it easier to get the ball into the hoop because that's not something Auburn was able to do, I guess, App State. And App State didn't really do anything particularly well. Shot 47% from the, free, from the three-point line, 73% from the free-throw line. Uh, they didn't out-rebound out Auburn. They didn't really lead them in any categories outside of steals. Uh, it's it was just a game that Auburn lost because of themselves. It wasn't something that App State just absolutely just obliterated Auburn in any way, shape, or form. Auburn just missed shots, and that's all you they got to work on. You have to get out of this slump. You need to get uh, you need to get Aiden Holloway back to making buckets. Uh, 0 for six from a three point line from a three point shooter is not good. Uh, Denver Jones did not ma- did not make a single shot all all game uh, inside inside the arc or outside the arc. Take better shots and you will find ways to win games just by taking better shots. That is all that you need to do in order to win games like this. It was a hostile environment. Boone, North Carolina, the, the, the Mountaineers always, always come out, no matter what sport it is, loyal fan base through and through. One of the best fan bases in the Sunbelt. And I know if John Conley watches watches this or is listening in, he's going to be very upset that I said that, knowing his beloved Georgia Southern Eagles are, as he says, one of the worst. But hostile environment, nonetheless. Auburn needs to be needs to be ready for that. It's the first true road game for Aiden Holloway. So maybe a shot for him to kind of get a taste of that before we get into SEC play. And I, I think the end of the month, maybe? No, start... Uh, January 6th is Albert's first SC game at Arkansas. Another hostile environment for Aiden Holloway. But between now and then, I mean, he's got six days to get ready for Indiana. Uh, UNC Asheville, who is that? No, that's not the same team. That's Wilmington. Uh, I, I was thinking that for a second. Uh, then you have USC and four, in two weeks. U, USC in two weeks. That's going to be – it sounds like the return of Brian e. James you got to find ways to get this ball into the hoop if you want to prove yourself on the highest level of the game because that USC game is going to be sold out. That game is going to be packed. That game is going to be talked about for weeks. That game is going to be the game of the year for Auburn basketball. Not because USC is, going to, is all that great. They might be. They might not be. We don't know yet because they're not healthy. But that game is going to be a make or break and how you how what your confidence level is going to be going into the SEC play because you might have LSU and oh, Vanderbilt, but that first six game stretch is going to be four out of two of four out of six of them are going to be very difficult. And I'll go further to say five out of those next five out of the first seven, uh, because you got to get find a way to make make these three pointers that they are just throwing up in hopes to just make a play. Uh, but you got to January 6th to get that right. Uh, for w- w- when the games really start mattering in the conference. So hopefully that gets fixed and uh, and Aiden Holloway finds a shot again because we really, really, really need to start making baskets. And then Women's Hoops started off their week, or finished their week and started their week with a 2-0 and record in the past two games, uh, taken on and beating Clemson by 30 points. And I'm pretty sure we uh, predicted this game, but I don't think we talked about it. Uh, beat Clemson by 30. Oscar Grayson put up 18. Uh, Duhan put up 10. Uh, Jemiah put up 16. And Sydney Shaw put up 11. Just an all round scoring frenzy for the Auburn Tigers that took on and got the revenge of the Clemson Tigers for the NIT uh, loss last season. Uh, 31 from the three point line. Uh, did not shoot the free throws very well, but it was an overall great performance. Savannah Scott. Slowly trying to find her way back into this into, the, into this team's uh, scheme. Got four rebounds after having a very bad performance in their last game. Uh, and then today actually took on the UAB Blazers, beat them by 10, 72-62. Uh, to 62. Honestly, Scott Grayson put up 22 points. Marshawn Bostick put up 12. finished shot eight. And then you also had uh, Savannah Scott putting up two points and two rebounds. Uh, Auburn finding a way to win games and that's, that's good for the women's basketball team. They really need this confidence level going into the rest of the season, a team that can be great. They just need to start playing like it. And then the last bit of news for Auburn athletics this week, this weekend, Uh Western Michigan and the Auburn Tigers played each other in the NCAA tournament for volleyball and Auburn just well, I, don't, I, just, I don't know if they just weren't ready or what it was, but they just could not get it done. I believe they lost 3-0, and they did. I'm looking at it right now. 3-0 loss in the first round in the NCAA tournament. Uh, lost in Louisville, Kentucky in the KFC Gum Center. Uh, tough loss, but it's hard to not admit that the uh, Brent Crouch and Co. are not turning Auburn into a great program for volleyball. Uh, one of the worst in the SEC a few years back, and Walter Brent Crouch turns it around. Auburn is now back-to-back years in the tournament and are in for a awesome and bright future for Auburn volleyball. Uh, but that's pretty much all the news that we have. I'll open up the floor to any comments if you want to hear anything that I have to say about the CFP, if you need anything along those lines. Uh, and as I do that, I will go ahead and get the ad read prepared uh, for the college loop feeling loopy war branded t-shirt it comes in five colorways navy heather navy black heather black and midnight gray uh the shirt's awesome it's comfortable the most comfortable shirt you will ever buy holiday season's coming up so get one for your loved ones for yourself for your dog for anyone who might need one today only 25 dollars yeah, most comfortable shirt you will ever buy. And once you get your Feeling Loopy t-shirt, make sure to put it up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Email it to us. Why not? Uh, just put hashtag Feeling Loopy and we'll look for it and we'll find it and we'll give you a nice little shout out on the show whenever you wear your Feeling Loopy t-shirt. Again, most comfortable t-shirt you are ever going to wear. <laughs> and I really am talking about getting the, getting the likes up and CFP rant. Yeah, it's hard for me not to rant about how abysmal of a job this Cowell playoff committee did in order of getting the four most deserving teams I, I it's hard I guess you could say four best, but they usually go by deserving it's by resume if I'm not talking about it. Uh, you had the opportunity to put in a undefeated power five conference champion who was already ranked at number four who won their game against a ranked opponent by double-digit points with a third-string quarterback. They, It's it's the stupidest thing. You cannot put on your thing that a player who is injured can affect the ranking if the player's injured and they're still winning games. They win in with their back quarterback. They beat North Alabama. They beat Florida. The backup quarterback got hurt against Florida. Third string went in the, in the ACC championship in the toughest environment of that kid's entire career thus far. That's the only game he's ever started, I believe. Went in, took down the top 15 team in Louisville. And you can say Louisville's fraudulent all you want. I believe you. But the CFP put him at 15. Put him at 14, actually. And, and walks Florida State, takes him down. It was ugly. Defense got it done. And the CFP responded by absolutely telling the world the ACC champion does not matter cuz that conference is a joke because we got to put Alabama in. We can't have a, we cannot have an SEC-less playoff. That'd be ridiculous. Why not put the team in that lost by double digit points to Texas? Why not put the team in who barely beat a Georgia team that everyone agrees was having a down year? Why not put in the Bama team that needed a miracle to beat the beat a 6 and 6 Auburn team? It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. You were sitting there looking at the resumes of all of these teams, Texas was going to be in because they absolutely killed Oklahoma state. We had three teams already named before the SEC championship even started. It was, it was going to be Michigan because they were not going to lose to Iowa. If you thought that was going to happen, you're, you're some kind of stupid. Uh, then you have Washington beat Oregon the night prior, Texas killed Oklahoma state in the 11 o'clock kick. And I just had to wait for the SEC champion to get named and the ACC champion. And Florida state was already at four. And Georgia lost by three to number eight, Alabama. Alabama jumps up four spots to four. Georgia drops six spots or five spots to six. Florida State wins their game, drops the, drops the spot for no other reason. Texas jumped them. We knew that was going to happen. But you could have at least left Florida State there. Michigan, Florida State. I, I, I've heard people compare Florida State to being this. Here's TCU. If they would have got in, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Because TCU, though they lost by a billion points to Georgia, they still won their semifinal. They still got in to play the national championship. So if Florida State's this year's TCU, I mean, they could still get in and beat Michigan. They can find a way to beat Michigan. Their defense is just as good as Michigan's is. They just need a little bit more offense, and they got it. And then you have Washington and Texas on the other side. That this could have been the best college playoff, not because of Alabama and Georgia not being in it, but you would have had four pretty balanced teams come in in terms of talent margin and in terms of just scheme in general. Teams that have won all of their games, seem to look at, have looked impressive all year long. You're not getting that. You're getting a team that just that needed a miracle to beat Auburn. You did a team that needed a miracle to beat USF. You need a team that lost at home to Texas. Is absolutely abysmal, and the CFP is the worst. Bring back the BCS, bring it back, and out of the twelve team playoffs next year. But this is the joke of all the playoffs that I've ever seen in my life. Get called this one is the joke. This this is the last year of the fourteen playoff. This is a absolute joke. And with that, if there's any other questions, I got. I have a AJ's question. Uh, you missed Thursday's episode, so if you've already covered, just let me know, and I'll go watch it. But what are some of the targets for OC? Any other staff positions you'd like for free to take on next year? Uh, I targets for OC are going uh, to be kind of hard to think about. I'm trying to think of I, I don't know, like failed OC jobs that elsewhere but that uh, OCs that failed elsewhere. Uh, I wouldn't mind trying to pull in a guy who I don't know, like maybe. I'm trying to think like some belt like it was like a 5 kind of kind of OC that did very well uh in terms of like offensive like total offense and I'll just pull up in incident uh total offense uh rankings I'll probably find find you my guy right there because I don't I I I'm trying to think of anybody in the in the P5 who'd be willing to head to Auburn. Uh but I know Liberty ran the ball pretty well last year or this past year uh i wouldn't mind getting the getting jamie chadwell's oc uh i think that'd be a good i think it'd be a pretty good hire for oc Um liberties also recruiting very well at their level uh a few other guys i can think of uh i don't know oc's that well as uh, i'm looking around looking, trying, to think, trying to think of these guys uh north carolina's oc would would be pretty cool uh trying to pull in people from a conference that they that the CFP doesn't care about so your team can actually get a shot at the CFP. And let's see. Uh, I know we're very biased. Okay, here we go. I know we're very biased against Alabama but poor FSU. Tell the four Auburn knows exactly how they feel. Yep. And that team was healthy. So Auburn would have gotten in that CFP because they are healthy. And because that's all that matters nowadays is just you <laughs> your team didn't get banged up in a physical sport. Uh so that's all that matters, apparently. Uh, let's see, you should just hire a really good, re- a really great recruiter and make him OC and let you continue to call plays, in my opinion. It, I would like a guy who can also call plays. I, I like having an offensive minded coach at times, uh, but I also appreciate the fact that offensive coordinator is a job title. And yeah, you need a good recruiter, but it was kind of like a it was Kenny Dillingham kind of like that. He was kind of more of a recruiter than he was, uh, he because he didn't really call plays whenever he was here. So I kind of understand because like a lot of coaches do that where they're just the, the play caller and they just have people just filling out roles and positions. Unless you're Mike Leach, rest in peace, who just was the offensive coordinator and the head coach uh, throughout all of his, all of his career. But I mean, I, I would like a guy who can, is Hugh, Hugh Freeze in the RPO, I would like a guy who can call a different offense than you can. And I know that's going to be kind of hard on the players to kind of run two offenses, but I would like, Like like how LSU when they won that championship they had a they had a like a a like first first and second down offensive coordinator like a passing game coordinator and a run game coordinator I would like that like get a guy who's good at calling run plays and then let Hugh Freeze run like the passing offense like that kind of thing would kind of mesh very well in my opinion Uh, so you have one guy who's calling all these run plays and that could just be as simple as just giving the job to Cadillac and letting him just run run the ball and then have have Hugh Freeze kind of have it ha- have the passing game kind of oriented in that way. Uh, and I, but I'm also not very for hiring a coordinator inside of the program because I've seen it fail more often than not. Uh, especially like two years ago with Clemson, whenever, uh, who's the coach at Virginia? Who's the coach at Virginia that went to uh Clemson? I cannot remember his name because they then. Dabo hired from the inside to be for like one of the position coaches to be OC, and then it failed like tremendously. Uh, Hire two lanes OC and bring in Pratt at quarterback. I don't, if I look at Pratt, I don't even think Pratt's even talked about or mentioned uh, even a consideration of entering the portal. Uh, I don't know how I'd feel about comparing Pratt to some of the other players. Uh, in in the portal right now. I I I still prefer McCall and Cam Ward over Michael Pratt. I love Pratt. I think Pratt's a great quarterback. I just don't know if he would fit in like this. Are we losing Montgomery? Just curious. I've been hearing rumors uh that that he might they might part ways uh. I just don't think they meshed very well, and that that came off very, very obvious at times. That they just really did not mesh well when it came to uh, calling the plays. Because uh, the time you you knew exactly when when the other coach was calling the plays. If it was a Hugh Freeze called game, it went one way. If it was a Phil Montgomery called called game and went the other way, it was just very weird. Uh, I think you're going to lose. I think we lose Montgomery because of that too. Uh, just. Try to get someone who meshes better with you uh, in terms of like, like, hey, I came up with this play. I don't like that play. We should call that play. And it seemed like they had that chemistry at the time. Uh, I, so I think that Auburn is going to be looking at a new OC uh, just to give Hugh Freeze a guy who can mesh better with him, just so the games don't get called very choppily. Uh, choppily. Chop words. Uh, mi- mixed bag of offensive plays. Uh, that's what you got all the year from uh, from this Auburn offense. You just said no. You could tell who was calling the plays because based on how the game was going. I uh, so I don't know if it's going to be official. I don't know when it will happen. I've just heard rumors. I also think that it's most likely to happen. Uh, of the coordinators, I think Phil Montgomery is most likely to go. Uh, just so uh, Hugh Freeze can get in a guy who who meshes better offensively uh, or scheme wise with him. Uh, but I mean i don't i back to the pratt i don't think pratt enters the portal because is willie fritz officially gone yet because i know he was like and i'm sorry for the typing i know he was like hinted at going to the houston job uh oh yeah that's official yeah willie fritz lands houston job cool uh i it it would really depend because if in that case it could be a good shot that Pratt does enter the portal. It also a good shot that he enters the portal and goes straight to Houston. Uh, which would not surprise me in the slightest, but I mean, yeah. I mean, would mind it. Uh, how do you feel about Hugh rehiring Matt Luke? Did that happen? Did I miss another thing happen? I hope I did not miss that thing. Uh, please, love of God. I, I Here's the thing. I I don't know how to feel about Matt Luke. I think he was a good, like, interim coach for Ole Miss because he just didn't do anything special. Uh I, I don't – I just I, – I don't think – he's never been a – okay, no, just you asking. Okay, I was making – I don't – as, like, an O-line coach or as, like, an OC? There's a different – different questions there. Uh hiring him as like an offensive analyst i'd be okay with you know why not they'd be fun uh offensive coordinator i'm not too sure about doing that uh then o-line coach i think thorne thorne's doing a great job if he can just get in you know better players uh but yeah i wouldn't be for it if it's a play calling position uh but i wouldn't mind him being like an analyst or, or like an associate o-line coach uh those would be i'd be okay with because I don't know. I guess he did a pretty good job as an O line coach. Uh he was a good recruiter at Ole Miss under he first, when he was an OC. Oh, he wasn't a he? Am I am I stupid? I think I'm stupid. I definitely think I'm stupid. Uh I i if you did it, I would give it a shot. Uh I I just if I me to look at Matt Luke and be like, oh, that's gonna be our guy right there. Uh he's just kind of just a man coached my opinion if he's if he comes in and absolutely just tears up if he were to get hired and he comes in and absolutely just tears it up in recruiting i'd be all for it right away uh but i just don't think he's coached in a hot minute because i know he just kind of around playing <laughs> i've only seen him play golf in like recent memory uh i would i i would have to just um just amount it to give it a shot why not if it doesn't work out it's a one year, one year rental. Uh, but yeah, so it's the head coach and O line coach for Georgia in 2020 and 2021. Uh, so it's a coach in a couple of years. Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't be like anti-it happening, but I also would not be like, this is at a home run hire, if that makes sense. Uh a, back to AJ. Do I know where Will Howard's going? Do we know? Uh, we do not. Uh, we will not know, and where anybody is going until the start of the until the opening of the floodgates. There's going to be the transfer portal tomorrow, uh, which is going to be—I don't know if fun is the word I want to use, but something. It's going to be something. Uh, because uh, look at the top quarterbacks available: Dante Moore, Cam Ward, Will Howard, Riley Leonard, who's apparently crystal balled to Notre Dame, uh, DJ Uiagalelei. Uh Will Rogers, Tyler Van Dyke, Max Brosmer from uh, University of New Hampshire, Grayson McCall, and Brent Swordsby. Brendan Swordsby are the top ten quarterbacks in the uh, class. Big Ten versus SEC are some great games. Your thoughts, Big Ten versus Like, or what do you mean? Big Ten versus SEC are some great games. I've also heard Ward to Oregon. That was that was something. Uh, I I wonder if they if they're good. If Cam Ward goes to Oregon, I think Ty Thompson's going into the portal. Uh, I've also heard like also bowl games. Uh, who's I don't know. I don't know the rest of the bowl games. B, I'm um, B. Keep it one hundred with you. Uh, the only Big Ten the game that I'm fully aware of are Bama, Michigan, and uh, it'd be hard for me just to grab it off of the. Where is it? I have one somewhere. If it's hard to hear me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to be the uh, biggest Michigan fan uh going into these next few weeks uh just so everyone's aware uh that hat will be worn a good chunk of time uh but i have to look through all the bowl games to kind of see uh where exactly all those teams are gonna be playing at uh because i just i'm not too sure uh let's see sec bowls ole miss penn state and lsu wisconsin Uh, almost Penn State, uh, pans out well for a Penn State win. LSU, Wisconsin. That one is a that game's gonna be weird. That's a weird game. Uh, that game probably LSU by a a couple, by a couple, uh, hundred, a few points actually. Uh, because I just don't think Wisconsin has it yet. Uh, I believe I'm fickle. Uh, I just don't think that they're quite ready yet. Uh, and I will say, I'm trying to remember, so I know they're bowl eligible. I was kind of hoping for, uh, I think it'd be funny if, if UTSA was, uh, was, was in a bowl game for me, but they are not, uh, sadly. Oh a bowl game against Auburn. Let me correct myself. Uh, Ohio State, Missouri, I will be re- rooting heavy for Missouri on that one. Uh, th- but those, those three are all great games, uh, in my and UTSA is in the Frisco Bowl. If you move on from Monty, let's go get Atkins from Florida State or Grubb from Washington. Those, those are great hires. Uh, Florida State had a great offense with uh, with Travis, and I mean, I wish you could bring Keon coming with him, but he can't. Uh, sadly, uh, Grubb from Washington. Washington also had a great, uh, great season offensively. So those two would be good hires. I just wouldn't have known their names if you if you gave me a multiple choice question. Uh, for him, but yeah, I'll I'll leave time for a couple more questions, and if not, I'll I'll head out and give the give the nice little exit uh, to the show, and then we'll be back on the Tuesday show with if anything happens tomorrow that news, and then probably some other stuff to uh, kind of help pass the time of the show. Uh, but yeah, if any other questions come up within the next minute, I'll answer those to the best of my abilities. Uh, If you want any other thoughts from me, I'll do that as well. Early Final Four basketball predictions. Uh, Oh, I do not know. I'm not going to say Purdue because I hate Purdue. uh, So I'm going to be very annoying and not pick them. Uh, But I'm going to say Marquette. I think they've been playing pretty well. Uh, UConn, Kansas, and you know what? Why I, this is this is way too early to predict this. Uh, I would say Auburn. Why not? Why not get Auburn back in the final four? I don't care. It's not a real prediction. I don't, I just don't know. The other three are real Marquette, UConn, and Kansas. And then why not just throw Auburn in there just because why not? Uh, realistically, I'd probably say Arizona. I know those are like, I think, two through. Five in the rankings uh but those teams have been playing pretty good basketball and uconn is really really freaking good uh they could go back to back uh but yeah that's my final four why not why not us why not us i agree why not us but (laughs) i would like i would like uh to see consistent shooting and then i'll be on the whole like oh this is this is it this is the year Get another Final Four banner ready to go and put up on Neville Arena. That that's where I'd be at. But I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a, a, some uh, some games where the the ball goes in the basket uh, for me to fully uh, be on the. We're going to the Final Four again uh, mantra. Uh, but with that, I'll wrap up the show. I'm Dylan Lark, a boy tank on Twitter slash X. Go follow me there. Get ready for some Music City Bowl hyped up hype. hype for me because i'm gonna try my best to go uh if you have any reservation or like any uh recommendations for hotels in the nashville area i would love to see them i've never really hunted hotel hunted before but i'm gonna try uh and get ready for alden play maryland we'll have more coverage of that tomorrow and throughout the rest of the month and of course recruiting uh early site day is this month and of course transport opens up tomorrow so it might get a little crazy uh, by a might, I mean it will be. But of course, follow us here at the College Loop for all of your Auburn athletics news, and you can go to us on Twitter, Facebook, until Twitter slash X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those at the College Loop. Also, you have us on the audio version of the show. If you get tired of seeing our faces, hopefully, not tired of our voices quite yet, you can listen to us on Spotify, Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And of course, all of that being said, thank you all for joining the live stream. And thank you all for listening live or listening, not live, but listening as well. Uh, But with that being said, this has been the College Loop podcast.